Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. I am super, super excited for today's podcast episode. We are talking all about your wellness website and really how you can create a website that converts. So what I did was bring on Jessica Freemans from Just Creatives, um, who's an award-winning web strategist and designer that helps health and wellness pros uh, get better clients. So Jess has been featured in over 50 publications and websites and is the host of the Digital Lounge podcast. She lives in Atlanta, Georgia with her husband, Aaron, and their dog, Morgan, and she is the go-to person to talk about your wellness website. So what I did with Jess is actually dig into, you know, how you can create a better converting website, how you can convince people to turn into your paying clients, um, and how you can create a really great homepage, about page, and services page so that people aren't clicking away, they're super engaged, and they want to take that next step to work with you. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. I know that I did. I learned a ton and I hope you do too. Hey Jess, thank you so much for coming on the podcast with me today. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, I am excited to talk more about um, wellness websites and really how they can convert better because I think as wellness pros or holistic nutritionists or health coaches, we um, we, we have such a passion for wanting to help people, but sometimes that doesn't translate into our online presence, our website, our social media, you know, we're good with coaching clients, but we're not necessarily good with creating all the content, um, to put out there into the world that makes sense for people. And also, um, a website that looks nice and converts really well. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited for this, uh, this chat with you. Yeah, I'm excited. I can nerd out about websites all day. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, so why don't we just get started, Jess, with you telling us a little bit about, you know, how you got started with designing wellness websites specifically. Yeah. So my background is in design. It's what I got my degree in. I've been doing it for over 10 years now. Um, and so I, I always feel like I kind of just like grew up a designer. Like I was always artsy. This is, you know, what I've loved doing. And early on in my business, you know, I was kind of like, oh, like I design websites for anybody. And, um, and I worked with such a large variety of people like universities and, you know, small business owners. And it was just all over the place. And slowly over time, I started to kind of niche down and while I don't have like a background in wellness or fitness, um, it is something that's very important in my own life. Uh, and that's largely because I grew up as a type one diabetic. I've been diabetic for 26 years. And so like my health and fitness and wellness has always been at the forefront of my mind. It's been super important to me. And because of that, like I really respect and admire the work that dietitians and personal trainers and wellness coaches do because I know how important it is to people. And because it's something that I'm passionate about for myself, I found like, this is where I want to niche down my business because I really care about the work that you guys are doing. And 
I want to help you get your message out there further and help other people as well. So um, about two years ago, I started to niche down and really focus in on helping like dietitians and wellness coaches and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, that's kind of where it led me. And it's been super, super fun um, just to like learn from you guys and um, and also work with, you know, a lot of health and fitness professionals. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's so funny how when we talk about niching, I talk about that a lot on this podcast. And it's always like, okay, can you niche down to something that you know, really well, or that you've experienced? And I love that for you, it wasn't necessarily like, okay, you were a dietitian yourself or a nutritionist, and you like shifted into doing this. It's the fact that you took this like, admiration and love for your own health and your own well being, and then um, could help other people kind of put their message out there in a more eatable way. So that's really cool. I love hearing people's stories of how they got started and, you know, things always shift and change and we never really expect, you know, what's to come. So that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you never, you never expect, you know, where you're going to end up (laughs) like, like five years ago, I didn't think this is where I would be. So it's always cool to see how businesses change. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so I would love to just dig into, you know, really just starting to talk about how can a wellness website convert better? And most more specifically, I want to talk about, you know, the homepage, uh, the about me page and the services page, because um, in my opinion, those are the three pages that usually people are clicking on most. And those are kind of the most important ones. I'd love to hear your take on that if you maybe agree or disagree. But um, why don't we just get started with, you know, kind of the elements for making a website convert a little bit better. And then let's start digging into that homepage and how we can really look at that. Yeah. So first of all, definitely agree. Home, about, and services are the crucial pages. They're the most, usually the most visited and clicked on. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, your website could have those three pages and nothing else. Um, and like you would have enough <laughs> of a website. The other pages are helpful and they do serve a purpose for sure. But if you're just getting started and need the bare minimum, those three pages are what to start with for sure. So the homepage specifically, I always say this is like your welcome mat into your house. So a lot of people mistreat this as like a catch-all. You know, they're like, I want people to like follow me on Instagram and Pinterest and YouTube and download my ebook and follow my blog and join my Facebook group. And also, do you want to hire me? (laughs) And it's a little overwhelming as you can expect. And so I always say like, you need to just keep it simple on the homepage and really think about what do you want people to do? If people come to your website and you want them to do one thing, which it's totally fine, like you may want them to download your ebook and hire you and, you know, join your Facebook group. It's not that you can't have more than one call to action, but it needs to be super obvious. What is the main goal? So for me, for example, for my own website, my main goal is to get people to hire me. At sometimes, you know, every few months I may have a shift of like, okay, I'm about to launch something. I really want to grow my email list. So I may change some elements on the homepage to get people on my list instead. Um, And it's not that I'm, you know, putting all my services information on the homepage, but it's just like directing them 
to the pages or the elements that I want them to click on most. Um, so that's like the really like bigger picture is thinking about what do you want people to actually do on your website more than anything. But the other piece that I always work on with my clients is their messaging, because unfortunately, a lot of people in the wellness space like to say really vague things like, I'm going to help you live a healthier, happier life. Okay, cool. <laughs> but like, I don't know if you're a dietitian, a wellness coach, like a yoga teacher, like I don't know what that means specifically. So I always say to simplify it down to something like I help XYZ do XYZ or some kind of sentence structure along those lines. Um, I help you, whatever. I help you find this. I help women do XYZ, something like that. So it's really, really clear because what people don't really think about is a lot of your website visitors decide within five seconds whether or not they're in the right place or not. And so when you are confusing them by like just saying, I help you live a healthier, happier life, they're kind of like, I don't know, like this, I'm looking for something else. And I've had people be like, yeah, but like, it's really clear on my services page that I'm a yoga teacher. Well, (laughs) you may think that people are just meandering around your website and just, oh yeah, like, let me just check this out. But people are busy and they're impatient and they want a solution. They're not like, oh, let me just casually browse here, like click around. They're like, I need help. Like I'm having health problems. I need to fix this. You know, like I'm looking for a dietitian. Like, are you a dietitian? I need to figure this out. You know, like, especially when it comes to our health, it's a very, like, sometimes it's a very scary kind of situation where it's like, you know, this is happening and I need to remedy this situation. So like, I need someone like stat. (laughs) So that's why we want to make the messaging clear on the homepage and then also just keep it simple and make sure that you are directing them to whatever that is, like your ebook, your services, whatever that main goal is. Okay. So I have two questions. Number one, would you say that I help statement should be like front and center? So it's the first thing that people see when they land on that page. Um, And then I'll ask you a question too after this. Yes, I would say front and center, the biggest, you know, most people nowadays have like that big banner image. I say put the text on top of that banner. Um, Now we get tricky with design and like, what is the picture? Like, is, can you actually read the text that's on top of the image? Like if that's an issue, then put it like right below it. But yes, like make that I help statement large. Like, I mean, don't, you know, overwhelm people like a hundred point font, but make sure it's not just your normal kind of body copy size font. Like you want this to be front and center on the homepage. Perfect. Yeah. We're, we're not like trying to get people with like a magnifying glass, trying to find that within the mm-hmm. website like that. So that's what they're going to know right away when they land on your page. Yeah. Yeah. And so my second question was, you said, like, keep it really simple, like one kind of call to action. So what about someone that's sitting there thinking, well, you know, I don't just have one program that's helping my client do X, Y, Z. I have like four different programs, you know, and do I list them all? Do I just keep it really clear? Like, what would you say to someone that 
feels like they have so much material they want to share right away, how do they choose what the most important thing is? Okay, so that's a great question. If you have multiple programs or packages, it's totally fine to list all of those on the homepage. Or like I usually say like have like a thumbnail and then like the name of your package and a button or like an icon or or something like that. That's fine in terms of like, because what you're doing is sending them to your services. Like that's your main goal. It's not so much you can only have one button. I should have kind of been clear about that. It's not just one button. It's like, what's the main purpose? So like if it's your services, if you have those three different services, then yes, like put those three or four on the homepage. It's when people start putting like a services button or thumbnail and then also, you know, subscribe to my email list and also join my Facebook group. And you're sending them in a million different directions and not like, hey, I want you to hire me. (laughs) Um, So like if you go to my homepage, like you don't see anything about joining my email list or anything. It's literally just my services. So, um, and then like I have testimonials too, but, um, that's because like my goal, like I said, is to get clients. So multiple packages, like thumbnails with that main goal is fine. So for instance, let's say you're listening and you're like, okay, but I'm tired. Like I have too many clients. I don't want more clients. I'm, you know, really focused on my courses and my passive income. Then you could have two or three thumbnails for different opt-ins. Like if you have, let's say, two different courses, then you could have opt-ins or like link to those courses, whatever. That's fine. Again, it's just that you're sending them in this direction of like, this is what I want you to do, this main thing, whether it's services or your email list or passive income. Okay. Yes. Thank you for clarifying that. And that's what I thought too, but it's really helpful to hear that. And I think one thing you really illuminated here is that, um, at least for me, it's giving the sense that the website is not a static thing that never changes. Oh yes. So you're going to be based on whatever it is you're promoting in your business, whatever you want to focus on, whatever journey you want your client to be taking. And it's not just going to be like, okay, one and done, the website's there. I'm never touching it again. Right. And that's honestly, that's the biggest mistake that business owners are making right now is that they just set up their website or they have someone set up their website and they're like, cool, done, got it. No, like this is an evolving thing. So I always say like your goal for your website can change and it should change. We should be business owners that are creating new things and having kind of different seasons in our business. So it might be that like quarter one, you're really focused on clients. And then quarter two, you are gearing up to launch something. So you're like, okay, now I'm going to grow my email list. That doesn't mean you have to redesign your entire site or even your entire homepage. All it means is those little thumbnails or icons, you can just swap out and say like, instead of saying, you know, my VIP package, here is my free ebook for, you know, whatever, or here's my course. And you can just swap it out for a few months. So for example, this summer, I was really focused on growing my email list and I kept my homepage the same, but I put up a little, it wasn't a pop-up, it's called a slide in. So it like appears in the corner of your screen and it was to help grow my email list. I only had it up for about a month and a half and then I took it down because my goal had changed. I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this for a little bit, beef up my email list and then we'll be done and I'll go back to focusing on the clients. And so you can do little things like that on your site for just a month. Like that's totally fine. 
Yeah, that's a great idea. And I think also kind of brings up that idea of like, you're testing things out, you're seeing what's working, you're seeing what's not working, and then you're changing, Mm -hmm. depending on, you know, what's performing really well or what's not. So do you on a back end or can the people who are maybe creating their websites on their own, can they track what's working, what's not working, or what's being clicked on or not? Is that Um, Do people have the capabilities to do that themselves? Yeah. So one easy way to do this is to install what's called a heat map on your site. And there's some different services that offer this. I think most charge at least a very small fee, Um, but you install it on your site and then it tracks. I mean, it's crazy that it can do this, but it tracks users and will show you like, hey, everyone is gravitating toward this button right here. And, or like, and it'll show you like, oh, like no one's scrolling past the here. Like the heat map doesn't show anything down here or like this link's really popular. So you can always um, do that. And another easy way to do this is like, if you make a change, whether it's to your main menu, like your navigation, if it's, um, you know, the thumbnails on your homepage, whatever, like make a mental note or like write it down in your planner, like changed thumbnail on October 1st, you know, and then in a month, check in and like, kind of look at your stats. Like, did you, if you, you know, on October 1st, if you changed that thumbnail to drive people to a particular opt-in, then like, go look at the stats and see, did I get an increase in opt-ins after October 1st? Did, if it, if I did like, cool, this is starting to work. This is great. If not, well, then something's off. Like you may need to change the picture, the wording, the placement, you know, any of those variables, which there are a lot of variables. So that can be tricky. (laughs) Like, okay, so like what exactly is not working? Um, But like one time, this was like several years ago, I did the heat map and, you know, looked at my data after like three weeks and no one was scrolling down the page. So like my bottom little row of, thumbnails and whatever no one was seeing them like I'm, I'm sure like maybe some like somebody had <laughs> scrolled that far but according to the heat map like everyone was just staying like right here and they weren't scrolling at all and I was like oh like no one's going down here and it's that's not to say people don't scroll but like for whatever reason that particular design like people didn't have any reason to scroll or whatever and so um it's, it's really interesting data that you can get from a heat map. Yeah, I love hearing that. That's such a great idea. I actually used the heat map on my own website, and it was just so interesting to see, like, yeah, were people cl- clicking on the places I thought they'd be clicking on, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of also like removing yourself from the scenario and being like, okay, this isn't about me and what I think looks best. It's about, like, what the client Mm -hmm. is actually being gravitating towards or attracted to yeah absolutely and we always get we're always more aware of our own website and think like this makes sense this this totally (laughs) makes sense and then you show it to other people and they're like no I wouldn't have thought to click there (laughs) so I always say it's a good idea like yes I mean yes I'm biased like have a designer look at it but even just like have other people look at it sometimes I have my husband look at things that I design I'm like does this make sense? Like to someone who's not at all in this world, (laughs) does this make sense? Like, would you know to, you know, keep scrolling or to click here or does this wording make sense? Um, So have like friends or family look at it and give you like a totally outside perspective. Mm -hmm. Such a great idea. Yeah. And then kind of what I hear you saying overall here is like, 
less is really more. Yes. Like don't overcomplicate it. Keep it simple. Keep it actionable. Direct people down like a, a journey mm-hmm. and like no clutter. Like I hate a website that's cluttered. Yeah. I'm sure you do too. I do. You're a designer. <laughs> but I, the simplicity, like it really does go a far way um, or goes really far because, you know, then you're not like, your brain's not firing in so many different areas. You can stay really focused on like, okay, what is this website asking me to do? Exactly. Like I always relate it to the laundry detergent aisle at the grocery store. And you know, it's like, oh, like buy this like jug of laundry detergent. But then it's like, oh, but here's like these little, um, little packets or here's, uh, you know, like a stick that can take out stains. And here's like this other thing. And it's like, oh, there's too many options. Like I just wanted to buy like a jug of detergent. And now like there's all these other options and different products and like, which one is the best. And so that's why it's like, keep it simple on the same path. And that's where we go back to those three to four services or opt-ins instead of different, completely different options. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, I love this. This is so good. It's so helpful. And I know people are just like, okay, I'm probably gonna have to go back and edit my own page. <laughs> yep. yep. But that's exactly what this conversation's for. So um, now, have anything else you want to say about home or do you feel good to move on to about me? I think that's pretty, that's a pretty good start for the homepage. So I think we can move on to the about page. Okay, let's, let's do it. Awesome. So I know that a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I hate my about page. I hate writing about myself. Like that's the thing I hear the most when it comes to about pages is like, I don't want to put pictures of myself and I don't want to like write about myself. Well, the good news is that I don't believe that your about page should actually be very much about you as a person. It should really be about your business and not so much from the like perspective of like founded in 2016. Wait, like we're not, we don't need that information. We don't need to sound like a corporate business, but it needs to really focus on what it is that you do and why it's important and how you serve your clients. Not that we have to like list out your services here, but really focus on about your business and why it's important. But also then you do need to have a smaller section about you because at the end of the day, people like to work with people, not logos, not brands. They like to work with other people and especially health. It's a very vulnerable kind of situation. And so it's like, I want to work with someone that I really like and trust. Like I want to feel comfortable talking to this person about my insecurities, about what I've eaten today, about my workouts, like whatever it is, it's a very vulnerable thing. And so they want to have that feeling of trust with you. So that's why we need to have a photo of ourselves on your about page. Some people, they do have, you know, brand photos like all over their website and that's totally fine. Some people are like, I don't want big banners with my face on them. Like, it's just not my style. Like, that's fine. But you need to at least have a smiling photo of you on your about page. Like, there is some research that I probably, I should have looked at the exact stat before I hopped on here. But it's something along the lines of having a photo on a page like boost conversions, it's somewhere in like the 80% range because it builds so much trust. Like seeing a smiling face on your website and, and by a smiling face, I really mean yours, not a, not a stock photo. 
<laughs> um, having a smiling face can really bridge that gap, especially in this online space. Like people are like, are you real? Are you legit? Like, are you sketch? You know? So, um, make sure you have a photo of you. And then I always say like, have like a paragraph or maybe two about yourself, like as an, as a person, like, where do you live? I mean, if you feel comfortable, like saying like the state you live in or something and some fun facts, like what do you like to do on the weekends? I mean, I, ha I have clients who instead of like a whole paragraph, they do like 10 fun facts about me. And it's just, you know, those random silly facts about yourself or and some people who also then put a picture of their family on their, on their about page, like those things are all totally fine. Like we want to know who the person is behind the brand. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So then in that case, and this is like the question I get asked all the time, is the about page being written in first person or in third person? Like, are you saying I, or are you saying Stephanie? So I, I think this is mostly personal preference. I really lean towards mm -hmm. saying I instead of Stephanie, because I think it makes it more approachable and just, I mean, not to sound, uh, <laughs> not to sound like discouraging, but you're not like the founder of Nike, you know? So it's not mm -hmm. like you need to say like Jessica Freeman is that like you are a dietitian, like people are going to work with you one-on-one -on -one or maybe in some capacity, like a group format, whatever they, they're going to work with you. And so I think it makes it the most sense to stop just to say like, I help you instead of like talking about yourself in third person. But there are other people who, for whatever reason, like third person. So I say do whatever works for you. Um, I guess it also depends on maybe your audience too, and what would make them most comfortable. Like yes. maybe it'd be different if it's like moms and you're like, yeah, I'm all, I'm a mama versus like, um, corporate mm -hmm. America, right? Where I'm a little bit more like, you know, straight edge yep. kind of like stepping along, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. So I really get what you're saying there where it could be like personal to you or to the, or to the people that you're trying to serve. Absolutely. Um, my other question for you is what about using, like, I talk a lot about using pain points. So like really discussing, you know, what it is that your client's going through currently because that's going to connect with them. What do you think and feel about using pain points on your about me page? Agree with it a hundred percent. Like the top of my about page, um, I'm pretty sure it's at the top. <laughs> it says like, do you need more clients? Do you need more time in your day? Like I'm talking, I mentioned those pain points on my about page. And then I talk about like the importance of like what I do and why I do it. So yes, like everywhere on your website should be talking about pain points. One of the things that I often say to my clients is your website should say more you statements. Like you are, you know, struggling with X, Y, Z. You need more clients and less I statements. Now, obviously like we just talked about the homepage saying like, I help, like I said, most of your website, not all of your website. Um, but especially when it comes to those pain points, it really helps your messaging. If you're talking about them, like saying you are, you are struggling with, you need help with, instead of saying like, I help you with this and I help you with that. And like really call out their pain point. Yeah. And, and again, it's like that removal of self and mm -hmm. being like, this is a place for them 
it's not really a place for you. Like, I mean, it is your home, right? Your home, right? About you, but it is it's to attract them. So it's like, how can you remove yourself from the equation so that they're feeling comfortable and they're feeling supported? And like, you're the right match. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm assuming, you know, when it comes down to it, um, I mean, for me, I always hop onto people's about me pages to see if I, you know, feel like I would connect to this person. Yeah. So if they've written it all about themselves and it's not really like, you know, talking to me specifically, I might feel disconnected from them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I always say like, this is not the place to write your love story about where you met your husband. Like, (laughs) do that somewhere else. This is not for the about page. Mm. Okay, so let's say someone's like, but it's really important that I share this long winded story. Would you say that then in that case, they have like a shortened form of their about me and maybe it's even like if you want to jump in and read a little bit more you want to hear that nitty-gritty detail like you know and send them over to like a blog post or something what do you feel about that that is actually a great solution I've actually had two different clients who did something like that where their story their journey of the last like 10-15 years was really pivotal in like creating their business and the work that they do And so what we did is kind of shorten that and then just put a little button about like, read my full story here. So um, I think it's great if you can share, if you have that, I'm not saying you have to, but I think it is good if you have a way to relate of like, I've been there, I've struggled with this same problem and then worked my way out of it or, you know, whatever. And now that's why I help you. So I think it's good to tell your story, but maybe condense it and then link to a blog post where you go into like all the details. Yeah. And I guess that way you're kind of also serving different styles of people. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, some people just want to skim and they're like, okay, yep, the trust is there. I'm connected to this person. Let's book, right? Where you get some people who really want to like read in detail, nitty gritty. They want, like they search your website. Like I've had some clients who are like, oh, yeah, I saw that on your website, but they must have, like, really... (laughs) You're like, you did a lot of snooping. Yeah, but for them, it's important to, like, have that trust where I'm much more of a, maybe in a sense, like, more of that intuitive, yes, we connect or we don't connect. Mm -hmm. And then for me, I can get sold really easily if I feel like that connection is there. And I don't always have to read. Like, sometimes I'll even go on a sales page and I just am like, yes or no. I don't even read the entire sales page. So... Um, maybe that's now saying I'm such an easy sell. (laughs) I'm the same way. So I don't know what quality that is, but we both have it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I mean, if you're only like doing these long form stories and these long drawn out explanations of what you do and who you help, you're maybe only appealing to that percentage of people who are also drawn to that. So kind of break it into multiple touch points so different people can relate to different content Mm. does that sound right yep yep absolutely so anything else for the about me that uh, you think is really important we chat about so the last thing I would say is I always think the about page is a great place to link to your Instagram not just link but you can like embed you know the last like four images or whatever like you embed like the Instagram feed Um, or like if you're a YouTuber this is a great place or um, if you want to use this opportunity to like put your opt-in there. I think it's a good place because people are like reading and connecting with you and just giving them kind of a next step. And so like earlier when I talked about, 
you know, the homepage being like a catch all for like Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, ebook, hire me. Like this is one of those places where, Hey, like I really want to drive people to my Instagram. Like this is one of my goals this year. Like this is a great place to embed that and be like, Hey, like now you can, you know, come connect even more with me on Instagram or, or YouTube or whatever. So I think that's, um, one of those places if you're like, but I want to put this somewhere, like you can put it one of them, not three of them, <laughs> not three, you know, Pinterest and Facebook and YouTube and all that, like, but one of them and allow people to kind of connect with you further if they want. So what would you say? I might be throwing you a curveball here. Um, <laughs> so don't feel like you need to answer this one, but what would you say is the most common place someone clicks after going to about me? Like if you could see it from more of like a strategic or, you know, research standpoint, like what are people doing as the next step after about me? I generally think if it's written correctly, if it's, you know, you're not just telling the love story of yourself (laughs) and your, you and your husband or whatever. Um, I think it's over to the services page or whatever it may be that you have linked on that page. Like if you have like the blog post, obviously like hopefully people would actually click on that blog post. But I think once people read the about page and they're like, oh, like I really like Stephanie, like we have this in common. She sounds like we, you know, are on the same wavelength. I I, I think I want to work with her maybe. If you've built that trust, they're going to want to keep exploring and seeing maybe how you can work together. If not, then they might just be leaving your website. Mm, Yeah, so it could be not to put too much pressure on it, but it could be a make or break where that is kind of the determining factor for some people yep. to see like, is the connection there or not? Mm-hmm. And then they kind of make the decision if they're going to continue on the journey or if they're going to go find someone else that maybe fits better for them. Yep, exactly. This is such a small detail, but would you say, you know, call it a services page? Would you say, call it work with me? Call it programs? Like what is the best converting word to use? So I really like to have it be something more of a a kind of a subtle call to action. So like mine in my navigation menu, it says hire me. So it's like, that's like that call to action. Work with me is also totally fine. Um, I really like those two options because it is kind of a more like I'm ready to work with you kind of thing. Um, But I mean, that's not to say that services is awful and you should change it but I think it just has a little bit more of a punch to say either like hire me work with me or you know something along those lines okay I like that idea so then when it comes to services like right away you know I see this so often is like there's no kind of lead into the services it's just like you know package one Uh package two package three is that right or is that wrong no I like people you need to help like sell your services like just clicking and having the package and the price, like that's not enticing. You're not helping like build up like the need for it. You're not calling out those pain points. So I definitely think your services pages, if you have one or multiple needs to have some text, it doesn't have to be those. I know some people are like, Oh, but I hate those super long sales pages that are like, you know, it takes like eight minutes to get to the bottom of the page. (laughs) Like, I'm not saying that. Um, I mean, if you want to sure, but just having two to three paragraphs or something like that can help, you know, build up like context and the, you know, showing there's a need for the viewer to actually hire you. Like, Oh my gosh, yes, this is, I have these problems. Like, help me, please. 
absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of worse when it's just like, okay, package one, two, or three, and there's not a lot of context. Mm -hmm. And then, again, I kind of get overwhelmed with the too many options thing. Mm -hmm. um, When they're like, which package? And I don't know if I'm the jumpstart, you know, first step person, or if I need to be in it for the long run and buy the bigger package. Like, I get a bit overwhelmed. So would you say let's say somebody had three different services, maybe a one month program, a three month program and a six month program. Would those be on separate um, services pages or sales pages? Or would that all be like kind of one after the other and you do like an intro to each one? So this always comes down to, in my mind, how much copy you have for those pages. Um, and obviously like you as the business owner are kind of in charge of that, or you can hire a copywriter, like what, whatever that, that ball is in your court. Um, but I don't think it works well if I click on a service page, like an individual service page for like a one month package and there's like one paragraph and then a button like that's, again, we're going back to like, you're not selling me on this, but I think it really kind of undersells like, Oh, Hey, like I have this one month package here's the details. Like you're not really like setting it up like, oh man, this is the right offer for me or the jumpstart, you know, whatever. So I think it is better to have like a lot more, not a lot, but have, you know, a decent amount of text. And I think it is more beneficial to have separate pages um, simply because you can just really focus all of the messaging on that specific page for that particular service. So like if you really focus on, you know, helping people with fertility, then like you have a whole page that is dedicated and the messaging is all around fertility. And then your other page can be all about, you know, helping people with PCOS or whatever. So then you're not trying to kind of like condense like, oh, okay, like I help you with this, but and then also I can help you with this. You know, it's not trying to save space because um, I know a lot of people are like, well, I don't want it to be too cluttered and be overwhelming. So that's when having those different service pages can be beneficial. And it can also really help your SEO because then you can optimize your fertility page and then you optimize your PCOS page instead of only having one service page for all of your packages. Mm, yeah. we. I mean, I know a lot of us hear SEO, but we might not be utilizing it to the best capacity so you know we like you said we just slap some things on a website and then we just leave it and it's not actually performing for us right so I like that Mm -hmm. yeah so what else would the service page like in your opinion need to have to like really sell someone or like maybe if you want to talk design for a second or what else do you feel like needs to be on that services page so like we've already mentioned a few times like having enough text you know really calling out their pain points helping sell and set up that service package. But this is also a really important place to have testimonials because when people are right in the midst of that kind of decision um, making process, they want to see also some social proof. And so if you can have some testimonials right there, that's going to help. And if you can have testimonials that really talk about the results that you got them, um, that can be super beneficial. Like, it, it's not super helpful for testimonials to just be like, Stephanie was great. I loved working with her. She's just so great. Like, it's nice, but it doesn't tell me anything rather than like, oh, Stephanie helped me, you know, double this. I did this, you know, these were the results, you know, like 
talk testimonials with numbers, um, some kind of results, even if it's not, it doesn't have to be a number, but like anything that's more tangible instead of just like, she's so nice. <laughs> um, that's always going to be more beneficial. And then um, I would say, you know, making sure you maybe even have a place for some FAQ, some frequently asked questions that can usually fall at the bottom of the page. Um, and it, it doesn't have to be a huge section. It could even just be like four questions and that's fine. Um, anytime you can save the viewer time with like not having to navigate to another page or anything like that, I think that's really beneficial. So if you can just include, like, tack on a little FAQ at the bottom, that can kind of help answer questions. And then be like, oh, like, okay, so the jumpstart is for me because, you know, this question answered that, you know, whatever. So um, having, obviously, the the copy, the testimonials, um, this is also a great place to have a photo or a video. Like I mentioned earlier, it can help boost conversions. Um, having a short little video, I mean like a minute or maybe two minutes talking about the service and again, not just getting on there and being like, hi, I work with, you know, I work with women. We work for 12 weeks together and we go over these things and here's module one, like week one, we talk about this week two, like don't go through just like the logistics, like again, talk about their pain points, the results that you're going to get them really focus on the benefits and not the features in that video. Um, that can be kind of an added bonus. Some people are like, oh my gosh, I'm, I have to have a video on my sales page. <laughs> That's definitely like a really big added bonus um, that for sales pages. So um, if you feel brave enough to do that, I would definitely try that out. Um, but yeah, those, that's kind of the basic kind of anatomy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And keeping like, keeping it focused on like, what are they going to get out of this yes. versus like, okay, you're getting X amount of sessions and this much time with me. Like, I think those things are important, but, uh, um, as far as I know, like people really buy through emotion, yes. you know, how are they feeling? Is this going to get them to that next place? Is this right for them? Versus like, you know, okay, the tangible, like I get X amount of sessions. That's important too, but if I, you know, six sessions, well, is that going to really get me to that end goal? But if you're telling me that it will, then I'll trust you that six sessions is a good, you know, feature for me. Yep, yep. Um, so, yeah, I really like that idea to, you know, really talk up the benefits of, like, where is this going to get me? Is it going to bring me results? So, awesome. So, yeah, I mean, this has been such a good conversation about, like, really nailing down the homepage about me services. Um, Overall, anything else you want to kind of give us tips on to like have that well-converting website or do you feel like really just nailing these three pages with what we talked about is going to be enough to really get that person to turn into your client? So the last thing that I would say is, and this is going to be like a little alarming <laughs> for some people, but sometimes it's the creativity on your website that is killing the conversions. Now, I'm not saying like just have a black and white website with no pictures, like, but sometimes people get a little too creative or they try to make it too pretty and like welcoming and, you know, it's just like all these different things and it, that creativity, that's when it gets too cluttered and too confusing and that's when we just need to simplify, like I talked about earlier, just keep it simple. What's the main goal of this page? Of, 
of this website, like really, really focus on that. So sometimes the creativity needs to be toned down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just, and like the forefront is the information, like what do people need to know? Is it right for them? Does it, you know, bring them in? But mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't have to be like a background color with filters on top and different font colors. I mean, for me, I think I said this earlier, but my brain just goes on overload yes. and I'm like, where do I look here? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, I'm sorry, what am I supposed to click on? Like this, this is just overwhelming. And, and to, to speak to that design just real quick, like I always recommend the rule of twos, two fonts, two colors on your website. And I know someone is like, but I've seen other websites that have more than two colors and two fonts. And yes, that is true. But A, it might not look great. <laughs> and B, on the other end of that, it might have been designed by a professional that knows how to design well with, you know, three colors or three fonts. Um, so I always say if you're DIYing two fonts, two colors, that's going to keep it really simple and cohesive and really professional looking. Yeah, that's a great tip. I love that so much. Yeah. It's like, I keep, it keeps coming back to me that, do you know that saying, like, keep it simple, yes. stupid? Yes. Like, yes. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, I don't want to say stupid, but it's so true. Like, it's like, keep it simple, stupid, like, just, you know, don't overthink it as much as possible. Like, make it really clear, really directive, but make it about them, give them a space to come to, to know that you're the right person and like, leave all the bells and whistles for something else because yeah, you don't want to scare the person away before they even get in the door. Right. Yeah. Like we want them to actually be interested, not overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Interested, not overwhelmed. That's great. Well, Jess, this has been so great. I mean, you're such a wealth of knowledge with this. Um, I really appreciate you talking more about the websites because I think this is a piece that so many people feel intimidated about. They don't know where to get started. Um, and some people, you know, are naturally good at design, naturally good at copywriting and they have no problem. But for those of us that maybe need a little bit of help or direction, you know, how can people search you out if you might be that next step for them to take now to help their own website get a little bit better? Yeah. So you can find me basically everywhere on social media at Jess Creatives. And that's with an S at the end. Um, and my website is JessCreatives.com. I do have a free workshop on there that you can watch on demand. Um, just hop over to the resources page and you'll find it there. And I do offer something that a lot of people don't realize is, yes, I can like design full websites, but I also do audits. So if you don't have the budget for like a whole entire overhaul of your website, I can just do an audit and then you go make those small little changes to really improve your website. So that's always an option. Ooh, that's a fantastic idea. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I'm sure everyone's going to be so happy to have this content to them. It's been really, really helpful for me and I'm sure everybody else listening. So thank you again, Jess. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend or take us on social media. Catch you next time.